Good evening, everyone. How are you doing? It is the 29th, 29th of August. Summer's finally gone, lads. So depressed. <laughs> Back into the big kickoff. <sighs> no, I'm, I'm not lying. I'm buzzing. I got one of them random dinners that you don't get every now and then, but when you do, it's just a champion. I got sausage, egg, and chips, two slices of batch, and a mug of tea. <laughs> and a mug of tea. Oh. Do you have your dinner on Coronation Street? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After working in the underworld, uh, <laughs> farm boys, we have uh, our resident uh, rugby expert Darren Shields in with us today. Good evening, sir. Evening, gentlemen. How are we? And obviously, ourself, myself, and Royston Trente. All right. Good day, good day. Speaking of good day, good day, I just want to make sure. I just want to mention it briefly because we love it, and I should actually mention it later. On. Actually, I'll mention it later on because you know the background music we're going to play. Do, 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 oh do, yes. Do, do. So we we'll mention it later on so we can get that going. But uh, yes, just very briefly because. Bit of heartbreak for Linfield, nearly the first Irish league team to make it. They were out on away goals, beaten 2-1 today by Carabag. Drew far all, I know, so. Try not to look too disappointed. Yeah, and the good old Legia Warsaw fans unver- unveiled a massive Pope John Paul II poster in the Ibrox Stadium tonight. So no doubt the sectarian uh, chance might come up and they could be in big trouble because that was a big talk today on TalkSport about the sectarian, because I think there's 3,000 fa- uh, seats like taken away from them tonight yeah. and it'll go bigger and bigger and it, it could face expulsion so you never know they, they're obviously trying to incite a few chance out of them anyway so <laughs> that is currently nil all and I think Rangers are up Celtic finished 4-1 so they're easily into the group stages and Wolves are currently 2-1 up against Torino very good so the fact that we've Darren here we're obviously going to talk about football oh. ga, hurling whatever else we can think of absolutely there's only one thing Darren knows that's rugby. Are we going to look ahead? Because I don't really fancy looking back on last week, to be honest. I think you have much. to look back and, and ahead. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> that's what it's all about. You have that? to that's know where you're in. coming from to know where you're going. We had Peter Taylor last week. I don't think I could take more. God love Peter Taylor and all Berry fans, as we all yeah, know, as unfortunately yes. Berry have met their fate. Um, Bolton have a 14 day extension, and by all accounts, I think a, a bidder has come in and it's no, been accepted. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh, done ventures. Yeah. Um, people are still trying to make miracles happen with Berry, but I think. To be honest, as much as I'm gutted for fans and as much as I'm gutted for the people who have been there, I think it's one of these, you know, in in, in all aspects of life, something drastic has to happen in order for people to make the right moves. And unfortunately, I think Berry are going to be that sacrifice. Well, it looks like they are. And a a lot of Berry fans are still clinging on to, there was three bids in for after the the expulsion. But the two of them vamoosed straight away and right. one was left over and seemingly it wasn't a very strong one anyhow yeah. so they're gone that's it they're um, gone but Bolton from what they said about Bolton today that the, the new owners are very strong and financially strong yeah. and the fellow who looks after whatever the liquidation the club yeah, well, yeah, yeah. basically said that they're, He's happy. they're in a situation now where they could go back to exactly where they were uh, in their height of their days yeah so gone from nearly gone to a very <laughs> very JJ Akacha like but Bolton down to turf we'll be playing Burnley again in no time yeah so poor old Barry and unfortunately that's the way it is so we'll see what happens but uh, speaking of which we're going to have a more upbeat uh, song just to keep us going now so to move away from the demise that was Barry and this is Bunt featuring the dip which sure don't miss you <laughs> Show is a mind now. 
Yes, welcome back to the Big Kickoff here on Thursday, the 29th of August. Nippy Sound 90s. Yeah, whatever it is. I forgot. I've had a. I've seen too many numbers on the screen there. It's eight minutes past nine. <laughs> Listen, I, we're about to talk about what I don't want to talk about, even though I have to talk about it. And that was the debacle that was there. Thankfully, it's a, it's a friendly, and that's all we can talk about, like in that, in that sense. But is it worrying? Like friendly on the day. Is it worrying? Uh, yeah, of course it's worrying. Yeah. It kind of depends how far you want to get into it and how how uh, full you think the glass is on a general basis. Um, There is the big thing about the, um, you know, how they are in pre-season and how they're Mm. timing things. And, you know, they kind of came out beforehand and said England were two weeks ahead of them in training. And they were kind of, they'd already got a couple of big games in ahead of themselves and all that kind of stuff. But I think it was more the manner of the loss. Mm. Now, what I would take from it, Obviously, when I, when I saw it last week, I was quite upset. I was trying not to look. It was kind of car crashy kind of stuff. You we were thinking it we should have got man down. <laughs> Just recorded him. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! You couldn't do. I had to get. I had to put the kids out of the room. Golf. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to see daddy cry. Um, but it was. Um, it was one of those things where you're kind of watching it going. It's more the manner of it. The amount of missed tackles. The amount of bad reads in defence. Mm. Um, now there were certain things that the likes of Jacob Stockdale coming in and missing things. Yeah. Like, a year ago, there's a fraction of a second between him doing that and catching an intercept and running the length of the pitch, which he did in 2018, and then missing it and quick hands going across him and he looks like a dope because there's two the hair. Outside. Huh? I oh, the, the, hair. the hair is shocking. That better be gone before uh, the World Cup. I saw him on a question spot with it there a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, dude, Lord. One of the lads at work was seeing him in town... Uh, He's massive like, though. I wouldn't say it. Sunday or Monday walking through and he hit the head. And Have you seen the size of him? Oh, he's oh, there's no way I'd say it to his face. Oh, no, Jesus. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it to any of their faces. No. And I'll say it now. That's why we're on a radio show. Was it, <laughs> <laughs> was it worrying that the, uh, well, I don't know if it was the first or the second try, I think it might have been the first try, came from a f- first phrase? Oh, so there was three of them came from first place. I think it was the first one that came. Yeah, and, then yeah. it went, hold on, and then it did repeat itself. Yeah, and you're and like, oh my God, what, why is that so easy to, to, there to was get a, through us? There was another one that came from Trima's line-out. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? We had right, a line-out. has got a bit of stick, all right. Yeah. And again, it's, you can see the fact that it didn't get any better when they subbed them off. Hmm. Um, that it wasn't necessarily all his thing. But, you know what I mean? There, there is the, there's three main things you're looking for in the lineup. One, you obviously have to have the throw right. Mm. You have to get the call correct so that you're not trying to jump where their defenders are. And then you've got to get the lift right as well. So even if you look at the end, I think near the end, Toner was lifting a behind Peter O'Malley. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who was at the front. And they made a complete hames of the in jump. In fairness, Joe Smith uh, came out early this week just to, right, I'll take the hit, lads, because it's going to happen. It's as simple as that. So he usually gets the assistants to come out on the Tuesday for that meeting yeah, yeah, so yeah. he came out alright come on let's front up and get it out of the way mm. and he alluded to that that you can say it's best all you want it's the lift and all the different components of the line out yeah. all were off oh definitely so but no, that, that, that's not to say that he thing. didn't like at least two of them weren't absolutely 100% just awful trolls mm, mm. there was one or two that were short there was definitely one that was miles over mm. um, that kind of thing I'd be worried about I did actually like the way Smith came out during the week he really just kind of came out and went, look, yeah, I'm backing Rory, not 100%, but I'm backing him. And you were kind of going, ooh, I like that. You know mm. what I mean? Don't yeah. I think, having watched a lot of the things that you're getting from uh, the kind of past players that I said, O'Jeskill and Heaslip and Darcy and all these lads that are all being asked constantly about, 
anytime we get to a World Cup going, if it's in any way not going in our favour, it's like, oh no, is it going to be 2007 all over again? Yeah, yeah. Where we thought we were great kind of building up to it and then everything started to go badly and then we panicked and we overtrained. Even the preparation went wrong before 2007. Am I right in saying that? Well, they trained too much. Right, okay. And they didn't have enough game time. They didn't have enough kind of full contact stuff. Um, so they were putting on massive amounts of muscle. They were getting cardiovascularly fit. They were doing all of these things, but they weren't getting into match fitness. Okay. And what was happening then was they, a couple of results went wrong leading up to it. They started to panic. It was that kind of thing of, oh, we had a bad day in a match. What we do? Oh, well, we train twice as hard next week to make <laughs> up for it. Yeah. Which then just saps more and more energy and by the time then you actually get to a knockout tournament then you've got absolutely nothing left in the gap but Joe Joe Schmidt is one of the top three coaches in the world if he has a plan surely he's just going to stick with the plan that's exactly it I couldn't see him deviating if he if he is as good as he says he is or not says he is everyone says he is that then I'm sure he's going to stick with the plan and he just needs to find a 15 absolutely and I I think that was kind of what uh, that was the gist I got of it I'm up here lads come on keep going I'm perking up that was the the gist I was getting from it was that that's what they were going to do we have the plan we know where we are in our kind of uh, build up to this so where I was and where and Schmidt said the same where where he was kind of upset with the manner of the defeat you could tell he'd kind of written that game off anyway that was something that had been signed up as a commercial deal maybe a year ago I would say if he had the option and you said do you want to play a full strength English side three weeks before you travel out to Japan he'd have gone not a chance you're fine I'll leave them they're grand Hmm. we'll play somebody else um you can see now the Welsh team they're playing and even up until a couple of weeks ago Joe was saying he'd been in contact with Gatland and they'd they've worked out their selections between them a bit of a hybrid a bit of a mix and match well, let's not go well even that, that, that Welsh team is a B team right, the, okay. the team for Saturday is a B team and has Ireland squad has first 15 been announced uh, yeah I think it has oh, if actually, not yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a really good league team if, it, if it's not it's going to be Dave Kilcoyne Niall Scannell uh, John Ryan in the front row James Ryan and Henderson in the second row Ty Byrne is going to move to 6 uh, Peter Amani is going to move from 6 over to 7 mm-hmm. and hopefully redeem himself um, or else not even bother getting on the plane and then Jack Conan is finally going to get a game show us what he's made of uh, Kieran Marmion's in at 9 Carty's in at 10 yeah. uh, Stockdale is still on the wing Conway on the other wing two centres are Bunny Aki and Chris Farrell mm-hmm. I'm kind of a little bit worried about the fact that we haven't seen Robbie Henshaw yet okay. I don't know if he's yeah, picked yeah. up another injury I didn't hear anything now today um, he may have picked up another injury it would have been nice to see Robbie Henshaw and Chris Farrell have a little pop off together um, and Will Addison is coming at fullback who has a chance of making a bit of a, a name for himself a bolter as they might say so is the final squad confirmed for Ireland yet? no Not we sure. are still at 40 because others are starting 40 41 is that 35? What, and what squad is it they no. 31 only oh right I Which thought it was down to 35 I might be wrong oh no, no they've still got everybody there no he dropped he dropped 3 last week yeah, which I think got him down to forty. You think it's forty? 40 okay, because other squads are some are. Well, some did it. Well, well what stage. England decided to do, what Eddie Jones decided to do, was two weeks ago he just went, "Well, look, I'll name the thirty-one. I know who it's going to be. I'm going to name them, bunch. and if someone gets injured, I can change it." Yeah. But there's no point in building up this level of tension among the players going, oh, will I go or won't I go or whatever. We're going to go the positive route and say, look, you're all definitely going. Let's see how good we can be 
and push it that way rather than going for the more yeah that's more the carrot approach as opposed to the stick approach where you're kind of going look if you don't play well you're not going yeah and it, it, it it's a it's a different way of doing it i think it could work out really badly if you pick up a bad injury to a really key player yeah. it could come back and bite you in the backside but He's gone with what he's gone with. Okay, well, um, what we'll do is we'll have a listen to what the players made of their own performance, although, as you said, James Ryan may not have, have, uh, <laughs> might have been the best person. But anyhow, here's James Ryan talking about the game at the weekend. I think they're among the two biggest areas that we need to improve on uh, from the weekend. Um, you know, defensively, as Joe probably pointed out, we missed 34 tackles. Uh, we missed a lot in the first half. So... Um, you know that's an easy fix if if we've got the right mindset, um, and then obviously with the line out, uh, it's been a strength for us in the past. Uh, it definitely wasn't in the weekend. So you know, from a forward perspective, a big focus this week has been on getting that right, and it's never down to one person. Um, you know, sometimes what looks like an overthrow when you look much closer, it's because you know the lift isn't isn't right or the movement uh, isn't what it needs to be or has been that week. So. Um, it's our process right across the board in that regard. So, um, yeah, as I said, it's, it's been a big focus this week on kind of sharpening that up. Was there an attempt by the players involved to explain what happened? Um, after the game? To be honest, I think I wasn't there, but after the game, I think lads were just, uh, you know, obviously quite low. Um, a bit shocked as well, I think. So it probably wasn't the right time there um, to try explain, but, you know, we've done a, a lot of work looking at it today and yesterday um, and there's a lot of lessons there some of them I just mentioned um, so hopefully we can we can uh, we can learn from that right this week right okay so, <laughs> so there's a couple of things that jump out at me there that they were low and they were shocked so if they have a plan and they as you said they're talking about being a couple of weeks behind England would that shock be there so is there something there to say that maybe they're not those couple of weeks behind England then? Well, it depends how you look at it. Looking at the game, they look like about two years behind England did, on, yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. But England are a, they're a much bigger team. Very, very powerful runners. That's our nemesis, isn't it? Regardless. It is at the moment. Mm. And that's why you're kind of... Everybody's looking at if we get a quarterfinal uh, draw, we'd be better off going against New Zealand, who are yeah. a smaller team than South yeah. Africa. South Africa play just like England. It's Monsters. massive big fellas running as hard as they can at gaps, and they just pound through, and it takes at least two guys to put a guy down. Um, we don't have that bulk there, no. really. But it means then what we need to be doing is when we do have the ball, we need to retain possession better. We need to kick into clever positions. We also need to move it much faster. Um, our breakdown work has been really poor. I, Again, I kind of said it last year as well. I, I think uh, Murray's speed around the rook worries me. He's, he doesn't move the ball really quickly. Um, and it just kind of, he gets there, then has a look to see what he's going to do. And at that stage, if you're playing against that kind of rush defence that England are playing so well and South Africa play as well. Um, you're literally you, giving them a chance to set. Oh, and it, you, you're, you've got a line of 13 lads mm. teeing up that either your 10 is going to get smashed or if not whoever he gives the ball to is getting decimated and that's the last thing you want next thing they're, they're forcing your attacking line to go backwards which means then you, you're constantly under pressure and then you end up kicking in a panic and things go badly from there from the Six Nations game against England 
the, the, you could see that there was a couple of lessons learned not to keep knocking your head against the wall that we need to go behind them uh, like O'Gara used to always do brilliantly but then again I just thought at times they didn't do it enough they still mm. tried to go through them and, uh, a lot more than they did try and push them back and, and force errors yeah I think again is that what you have to do against a team like that you do but you also have to look at you know what you're playing with there you're in a situation where your forwards are losing a battle which makes it very very hard in your 10 and if your 10 happens to be your third or your fourth choice 10 because Sexton's not playing and uh, Joey Carberry is out injured you're down to lads who are getting their first game or their first starting cap let's say mm. in Twickenham and uh, Twickenham with a, a far higher percentage of English fans than you would normally have that was a Six Nations game there'd be way more Irish yeah, fans at yeah. it mm. um, bacon hot and then uh, you just put everything is more and more intense so it, it, it was as bad a situation to put a, a brand new 10 in if it had been Carty or uh, Rossburn it was a really really Plus difficult it was probably potentially a bigger game for England for themselves to really final nail their belief that we're not just over here to have a bit of fun like we oh yeah they, they, they really fancy their chances and they now. probably really wanted to lay a marker on Ireland and the rest of the I'd say the game was on a slightly higher scale for them yeah, yeah but I think that's the, that, that's always been <clears throat> The Eddie Jones MO, it's, you know what I mean? Where it, he brought back that level of swagger, that arrogance yeah. to that English team. Saracens are the exact same. They make up the, the Saracens player, make up the core of that uh, English squad, uh, the pack in particular. They're absolutely phenomenal when it comes to that, just powering through. And in fairness to them, the skill level that they showed, the forwards in particular, to be constantly offloading through the tackle, yeah. um, that's so hard to defend against, especially when you've got guys that big that are running hard you end up having to tackle them low because if you go high you're just getting run over mm -hmm. if you tackle them low they get their arms free and they've got another support player on their shoulder yeah. it's just quick little offload and they're in behind you again and you're just constantly chasing your tail and it just becomes a sense of inevitability then that you gather all your defenders in and around that area mm. and then they spin the ball out and you've got uh, Manu Tualagi who comes in like a steam train from five metres out and you wouldn't, you wouldn't stop him with a wall so you're kind of going, that you can see how that's teeing up for them. It may turn out that trying to play that kind of style of rugby on rock-hard ground in Japan, depending on which part they are. I know down south where they are for their group games, it's supposed to be a little bit wetter. But uh, further up north, if the ground is hard and you're trying to play that really hard pounding game, okay. it's, a, it's a lot harder to play. You, wanna be, you don't want to be taking as much contact, even if you're the guys running with the ball. Um, just on the, 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 the second part I heard from that clip, the 34 missed tackles. It was actually 37. 37. They, re okay. they, they do a revised count of them yeah. after it, but so it was shocking. Like, yeah. that's, that's an awful lot. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute, that's Why, what, could, what reason could be given for that? Or is it just that it's one of those days and more people had a stinker than we needed to have? Um, there was a number of things. Um, one, the defensive reads on who they were trying to tackle were wrong um i think bundy Aki was looking at uh he made a couple of reads where he came in from the 10 position to try and tackle the eight office or, or he came in from the first center to come in and try and tackle the eight which means he's basically running across two other players to tackle the first guy with the ball which it makes no sense because it just means you've shortened down the amount of defenders you have outside so you're going to get uh, big Billy Vinopola will 
gladly take up a hit on Bundy Aki, roll over him, get a decent ball, and then once they start to spin ball out, and especially with that um, playing the the two tens as they do, where they had uh, George Ford and uh, Farrell uh, first centre, their ability to whip a ball across a park is sensational. Yeah. And if they can drag you in with big lads, they can whip it out wide, and it's not even like they're small on the wing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've, um, one, one, one of the biggest things that I noticed from Ireland over the last couple of year period, definitely, anyhow, was how well organised they were, how everyone knew their job, how everyone was in place. It was very hard to get through Ireland. And I know, I know England are a bigger team than they have been, but it just seemed a lot easier. Mm. Like well, it couldn't just be how big they are. There must be something something functional wrong with the Ireland setup. Well, what I would say is to, to say Bugger's blood pressure over there because I know he's freaking out. It looked more like the fact that there was that many missed tackles would say to me that it's not a systematic thing. That's an individual thing. If you can't make your tackle on a player, there's no kind of formation is going to stop you from being run over by somebody. Hmm that's the kind of thing where you have to get into your head I'm going to run up on this guy as fast as I can so he can't get a run and start on me and I'm going to hit him as soon as he gets the ball and that means you're going to dominate you've beaten the game line and you've, you're going to dominate in that tackle which again when you start to build momentum on it that's where you're going from there same thing they were doing to us the problem like bar a couple of really bad reads like the Bundy Aki one where he came in the Jacob Stockdale one where he was shooting in from the wing that is one of those high-risk things where you go, look, I think I'm in trouble here. I'm going to just hedge my bets and run in and try and hit this guy as hard as I can. It'd be the same thing you would do as a centre-half. You've Slight got two guys coming for you. You go, right, I'll take the first guy out of it. And if I get him on ball, everything's great. If he flicks it by me, I'm in trouble. If I, even if I take him out of it, the other guy's going to go through and score. That's basically what he was left with. And he got it wrong in the sense that you're always going to be... St- you're always going to be pulled up on it if you don't get man and ball or get an intercept on the way, which he didn't get. So, and he suck it up and the, deal. The Italy game wasn't. I know there's a lot of changes in the Italy game, but that was probably the the most the worst game of rugby that I've ever seen. It, it was definitely. It wasn't interesting at all. It wasn't. Uh, uh, people probably should have got their money back. Really, it was a dire, dire game. Uh, there's just not when you look at again other countries who are playing at the moment. And they're all doing the same thing. They're all in their build-up. It just looks like we know we can make excuses that this is not happening for Ireland. Mm. But there's other teams who look like they are in a good place. And and Ireland look like they're not quite in a good place. So how hard is that going to be to turn around? Well, It's trying to get that balance between peaking physically at the right time, but also... You can't overlook the the fact you want to peak mentally at the right time as well. Mm. So but the, the Six Nations, though, would also be with what's happening now as well. So yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's over a longer period of time. Yeah, definitely. And but that whole thing of it, you know, you want to be going into a tournament thinking, oh, we're in with a show here. Mm. Um, as opposed to going into a tournament having shown quite a lot of weakness over the, over the last you know what I mean, nine months, let's say, if you take the last, if you take the Six Nations in as well. And then you're kind of going in going, well, how are we going to get ourselves 
up to a level mentally where we have that confidence, we have that belief in the system. Like you can keep telling yourself, and yeah, you, there is always that level in sports psychology where you have to f- you have to fool yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you wouldn't bother going out on the pitch against a better team than you otherwise, unless you had that thing in your head going. Actually, I think we're going to do it today. But the problem I do I, I kind of worry about is the likes of your Scotland's and your Samoa's and Japan's are looking at us going, these guys aren't the indestructible team that we saw 18 months ago. And they're kind of going, Jesus, if we really put it in, if we put them in a massive pressure with a blitz defense, they don't have anything in in the tank to beat us. Now, again, there's that hope among all hopes that you're going... We've a load of stuff in the in the tank, and we're not going to show it all off. And we, you know what I mean. We have maybe some of those little kicks and grubbers and chips and stuff mm-hmm. like that that uh, were being practiced that, that uh, Joey Carberry was doing against Italy. Maybe mm-hmm. there, there. There's obviously they could bring back in the box kick. They seem to ditch the box kick uh, altogether for the last two matches. Um, that could come back in. Does so are they winging them? stuff? Are they trying new stuff? Do you think? I don't know. It's hard to tell. I, I honestly don't know. I, I add a new, a few feathers to that cap, are they? Oh, you're, you're definitely trying to add new stuff in constantly in training. Hmm. The other thing they've been trying to do in training, they're trying to get themselves built. Like By all accounts, that week that they did in Portugal last week, they got absolutely flogged um, as with the, the kind of overall plan being we don't really care about this England game. We're teeing ourselves up for the 24th of September or okay. whenever the thing kicks off. Sorry, what do you September? October? Could it be? September. No, September. September, Sorry, September. September. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they're teeing themselves up for that. And, you know, you're, you're kind of going into the England game going, yeah, they've a really strong side. They're going to beat us. If we can keep it within 20 and have a decent performance, we'll be all right. Mm-hmm. But very similar, in the same way we were saying after we had that uh, Grand Slam winning thing, there were so many tiny things yeah, that allowed us to win that. Yeah. In the same way, there was a, a couple of bad reads, um, slight little handling errors and stuff in the game on Saturday that would have turned that from being a record defeat into a defeat by about 14 or 17. You know, so that kind of way. You're not pressing the panic button yet? No, no, I don't have a panic button. Ah, we just I mean, look at him. The coach personified. Absolutely. <laughs> Pre-season's back already, baby. We don't <laughs> lose, we learn. Oh, yeah, John Cavanagh, the life out of it. That's a good sound, though. I like that. We you take only a have to say that if you ever do uh, lose. No, but no, I, I suppose. I, 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 would you be similar? I know you were kind of pushing a little bit on kind of the wor- like a, the worrying factor of the build-up, but you wouldn't be pressing the panic button either? Well, you can't press a panic button because you've got a World Cup ahead of you. But you're so not wor- exactly. worried. Am I worried? I would be concerned. Yeah. I'm concerned that there is, it's not just from the, the warm-ups, it's coming from the Six Nations, mm. and a lot of things weren't working then. And there's no reason why it, we couldn't click in, but I just don't know if the time span allows it to click back in yeah. again. I, know, I, th- I think that's a good point. I think yeah. it is definitely something that we have to look at in a glass half full-ish yeah. kind of way and we just kind of take it like I'll take it. whatever happens we still have to go to the World Cup so we might as well go over and smash it yeah exactly there you go listen more coming up after this you're listening to Liffy Sound on 96.4 FM
can only be one thing. Test match cricket, what we always talk about and what we know and love. For no other reason than to play down in the background. <sighs> we have to go out and have some pims out in the sunshine watching a game someday, will we? Jolly good shot, sir. On Sunday, without a doubt, that was unbelievable. The done and dusted, Australia win, it's over. Ashes going back to Australia. Uh, chase of 369, I think it was, 369, 359. Ignore balled out for 60 odd in their first innings, dead and buried. Had a bit of a mini collapse at the start. Then one or two little uh, kind of partnerships, but then Ben Stokes came in and everyone started whittling away and whittling away. He had two runs off 60 odd balls. There was about 79 runs left and they were on the last wicket. Yeah. Jack Leach with his little specs, every every over took everything off because he was crapping his bags to go on. I need to stay out here as long as possible for Ben Stokes to do his thing. So Ben Stokes is only on 60 odd. So of the 70, 71 runs left, Jack Leach got one. <laughs> he literally just survived. Ben Stokes, nothing to nothing to lose, just went into 2020 mode and bashed it around the place. And with two runs to go, a review. And you, you, you get so many reviews, I think it's three reviews each. But this one was quite clearly off stump. But yep. they were panicking. Oh, let's review it. What's the worst can happen? They might give it to us. Little did they know, next next over, uh, line plumb down the middle. Umpire said no, no thing. But if they had reviewed it, it would have been sweet as enough. Gone. Yeah, over. That. Drop catch. Then there was a run out, a mix up in the run out. And it was coming straight for Nathan Lyon. And he must have seen glory because the hands just go towards the stump just before the ball gets done and he drops it so he survives and then of course Stokes smashes it out for four in the end it was just ridiculous for cricket and to think we got it only a couple of weeks Sky ago Sports lit up it was, it was <laughs> as you can you know, imagine the breaking news that was going on with the same team it was but it was that's what makes the sport it, it was just Although, an unbelievable sport in the moment it's one of those competitions like the Calcutta Cup in rugby between two teams <laughs> And they'd make a big deal out of it. But it's tradition. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But listen, it still makes Boris, Boris say suspe- about this. He suspended Parliament on the buzz of it. Exactly. <laughs> it makes good TV, so yeah. that's the most important. But it was. It was but, just yeah. incredible drama. And considering what else was going on on Sunday, that's what took me in. Uh, it was super stuff to watch. Um, so, yeah, that's cricket just to get so that So that's, that's leveled at after the third test, isn't that yeah. right? so there's two so, to go. Two, one all, two Yeah, to because go. basically because... A draw, whoever already has the ashes, retains. a draw retains it. So that basically that's, that win would have made it impossible for yeah. England to beat. So it's, it's, it's wide open with two to go. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Can't, can't wait to watch it. <laughs> All five days. All five days. Every minute. Listen, every week punters put on ridiculous accumulators with the hope of striking gold. Jack Baines did the exact same last week. The 22-year-old from Scunthorpe thought he'd try his luck by putting a one-pound seven-game accumulator. Mm-hmm. And he didn't sit in defence. Jack predicted some unlikely results, including Crystal Palace to beat Man United and Newcastle to beat Spurs. Ooh. And that meant that if it all came in, that he would win 98,513 and 14 pence. And almost 70 minutes into the game, everything was going well. Chelsea had already beaten Norwich, while the four 3pm kickoffs on his bet were all coming in. And Jack lost his nerve and cashed out for 200 quid. He would have thought that was a great result at the time. One of the worst decisions he's made. Every single result came true. 200 quid. 200 quid. 20 Instead minutes. Of 98 grand. At, for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. You think you would have held out, wouldn't you? 20 minutes. You think you might have lost your nerve in the last five and went, oh, yeah. no, I don't know. Yeah. If you were watching one of the matches, but yeah. So Jack, Jack had a nightmare. 
200 quid though that gets you a good night out though I don't know it'll take more than 200 quid worth of drink to get me over the fact that I just lost out 98 grand depends <laughs> what you're drinking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sh- yeah. Shano's on the bookie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need a minute that's yeah. tough isn't it <sighs> Yeah. Dean Saunders was very lucky with his 10-week jail sentence. He's already out after his one-night stint. He is not. He's out today. He had a little sleepover in HMS, wherever it was. How come he's out? No idea. Well, they probably... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disputing this, but they probably... Here. What's we need a, we need a bed for, weeks for? for failing to provide a breath sample, uh-huh. a breathalyzer uh-huh. test or whatever mm-hmm. it was. So he got 10 weeks and he spent one night. So I'd say, is it right, you're in, but you're out tomorrow because got we need a bed for, for real criminals. I'm not... <laughs> Remember that? That was a shocker of a tackle. Actually, but I'll tell you something even more shocking. Go on. My confirmation name is Dean after Dean Sanders. <laughs> it is not. I swear to God. You yeah. heard it here. And you know what the worst thing was? He went and left Liverpool then the following summer. Like and the gas thing is... It was funny, the paper said it. It's all Liverpool, Liverpool, all Liverpool, Liverpool striker. Yeah. I was like, all right, steady on. <laughs> he did he I could have said Welsh International <laughs> yeah. or something. He did he pay for about 12 Aston Villa. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in and out in a day. Uh, Rangers, 90-minute goal. 1-0 against Leisure Warsaw. Is that correct, Dave? Uh, correct let me go into this other. And Wolves full-time, 2-1 versus Torino. So Wolves yeah, progress don't. into the Europa League, which is... Uh, yeah, Rangers 1-0, which means... Yeah, 1-0, yeah, because it was nil all over there. Is that finished? Uh, sixth minute of injury time. Uh, St. John Paul II is going to This is where the Pope has to kick yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For that miracle. Um, will we go to a break and then we'll go through the Champions yeah, League draw? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Might as well. Do that. Needs must and all that. So anyway, we're more back after this. Tune to Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. Yes, welcome back here on Liffy Sound 96.4. This is the big kickoff. It is 21.42 on the 29th of August. Champions League. I'm not going to sing the Champions League song, but we all know it. It's back already. Just when you thought you could relax, it's back. The money-making machine is back. And now, English teams have been well looked after. They have. I only got this because I came late into the, the studio, so I was out and I didn't see it. But yeah, it, it looks... Do you I want to run through the English sides first? Yeah, well, we've got Man City. Yeah. Our Spurs, we've got Group B first. Spurs yeah. of Bayern Munich. Bayern will be interesting this year because they have brought in a couple of different players, yeah. younger players. And I know, uh, obviously, Perisic isn't a younger player, but he's got good experience. Uh, Coutinho's there as well. Yeah. Be interesting. But they've got a couple of other younger players as well. Then Olympiacos, Red Star, Belgrade. You'd fancy Spurs to get through. Yeah. The thing is with the Champions League, there's very rarely too many shocks in the in the Champions League no. these days. Like there's literally just one. We'll get to it after this because obviously it's none of the okay. English teams. But there is one kind of slightly group of that. Uh, group C: Manchester City, Shakhtar, Dynamo Zagreb, and Atalanta. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Atalanta. Let's see what they're like. I would not be worried. But for City. City, listen. Uh, although City have stumbled, a couple of dodgy away fixtures there, as it depends on the time, yeah, like Shakhtar yeah, yeah. And, and Zagreb. But, but City have stumbled a yeah. few times, so they could make it trickier for themselves. Yeah. But you'd expect them to go through. Uh, Liverpool, Napoli, Salzburg, and Genk. I have to have again, be happy with that. Listen, it's it's a uh, Liverpool yeah. are champions of Europe. They should be yeah. well able for that. That shouldn't be a problem to and them. Chelsea, 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 Ajax, Valencia, and Lille. I actually think here this that is the be, one that, that could be, could a be a cracking little group. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they're all in a similar level. But Ajax are not as strong as people can pretend. They're not. They're not as strong. Three or four, the best so, players are gone. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea. Valencia and Lille. Valencia are always going to be tough. Tidy and Lille. It's all going to be about what Chelsea are like. Yeah. yeah. That one there. I, I, I think that'll go down to the word, that group there. But Group F's is the tastiest. F, Dortmund, Barcelona, Inter Milan and Slavia, Prague. Now, 
Inter Milan, obviously, you just said there, it's Sanchez. It's been confirmed, Sanchez now. Has gone will now. be joining Mr. Lukaku. Yeah. It's, it's hard to know, Inter. It's what level are Inter at? I mean, they've got Lukaku in and they've got Sanchez in. Does that bring them up or down? I don't, I'm not too Who sure. Knows? Lukaku will go up. Sanchez, it depends what Sanchez is there. He could he could be on fire over in uh, United. You know, they're going to pay 300 grand of his 400 grand a week wage. <laughs> <laughs> that's so they've only lost 100 grand a week off his wage bill <laughs> that's not what I heard now that's, I think that might be the, the Liverpool echo or something like that <laughs> well then there's a lot of wrong websites unfortunately I think what United are paying uh, Inter are paying 175,000 and I think that could be in euros uh, no it was, it was sterling and see papers like United, websites like United are paying I think it was nearly something like 65 it doesn't matter it's, it's shocking anyway but it, it listen they made the, the deal they could do nothing about that deal because once they signed him in on a free contract and gave him crazy money that was it yeah. Uh, so yeah listen he's probably better out there because you don't want someone sulking around anyhow but, but they'll want him to perform but to you know what he'll probably go over there and be amazing well if you know that'd be a good he one will, for United because then they can shift that wage he, listen he was because they need him to perform yeah I think I can't remember what his nickname was something wonder kid or something like that when he was because he played senior football at 15 years of mm. age his legs m- might just be gone you know mm. his yard of pace and stuff like that his legs just might be gone but Italy might suit him then you know he might be a, 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 a top class a bit like Ibrahimovic he's always although he's ready for United he's ready for United he yeah. said come out and get me I I'll help you I don't think that's going to happen now. what a hero so. although I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me you know it would work you take him uh, um, <laughs> but look at this PSG Real Madrid Bruges and Galatasaray yeah fancy the top two there. Top two. but Galatasaray you wouldn't know you know Madrid hadn't are no, actually regardless of let's, be, let's be honest Bruges we do know Galatasaray aren't going to do yeah. anything Bruges, Bruges have, um, are not going to do No, anything. they're not. But I tell you one thing, for Belgian football, they've shelled some serious money. If you, I can't, I'm not going to say it offhand. I'm, I know Mignolet's gone, but they've bought two or three well-known Belgian lads who are struggling around Europe and they've brought them back in. So they must have a bit of backing for said reason. But I'm not saying anything. Jesus, no, I'm not saying it. But the way Real Madrid are... Mm. Club Bruges could be that banana skin for them or something if they're going in the free fall that they are. But it's going to be the usual thing. Even with Spurs last year, you can pick up two, mm-hmm. even three dodgy results and still qualify. You're not going to get PSG or Real Madrid to make enough mistakes against the other two that they're, that no. they're going to fall no, out of top right. two. Only and you just have to be top two. Only unless, say, PSG do the double in Real Madrid, then they're in trouble. Or if Real Madrid do the double in PSG, then you could have a potential problem. I would not say that's a complete and utter certainty, that group. Just with Real Madrid and the, the farce that they are at the moment. Now, there was a meeting there the other day with UEFA about the Champions League and their proposals were in to change it to a 40 or 48 team tournament. So this is really... Groups of eight. This is really looking to try and milk and every cent of everyone. Champions League games. So group games. And the teams who reach the semi-finals would qualify automatically mm-hmm. for the next tournament. Uh, there would be a second group stage. Do you, that, that, at one stage, they had a second group stage, and it was a farce. But is there not already the fact that nobody... Does anybody genuinely care about watching any matches in that group stage? I very uh, Even Liverpool, I would struggle to watch the full 90 minutes. Yeah. I just keep an eye on things. It's just, just keep an eye on the results. Go in, get a Most result, games get are out. Boring. Just boring. And then like and that, if there is a shock... It's not gonna really. It's not a knockout competition. Yeah. There's not that thing. Not of, many of oh, big giants there. Galatasaray is gonna turn yeah. someone over or whatever. Well, that's one of the reasons why when it's the last sixteen, it's all of a sudden then whoa, right? Oh yeah, we're someone's it, gone. It's now. on now. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Increase it to f- sixteen teams or whatever it is. The group. Oh, sorry, eight in a group. 
it's ridiculous no it's ridiculous are you going to have a Liverpool Napoli Salzburg Genk and then Zenit Benfica Leon Red Bull like how like I don't know how they're going to like see how far you're down are you going to go instead of two or three bad teams you'll have four or five bad teams in your group absolutely yeah. and you're going and playing Genk, Salzburg, Slavia, Prague and RB Lewis in your one group yeah but yeah. I think what they're trying to do is bring in the likes of Ajax and give the PSV give them two more no, I get it. spots I and, get it. and give get Italy it. four and yeah. you know that sort of way but it's not it, what's going to do is just going to keep putting money up onto the top clubs it's tr- they're trying to push towards that European league and the likes of Bury and Bolton and Macclesfield and stuff like that yeah. they're all going to get dried up and they're, they're really just squeezing the life out and of the lower uh, league one teams. of the papers like oh it'll be the death of the league cup I'll tell you now the league cup is dead oh, and it's because of the bottom half of the league the Premier League is yeah. the reason why it's dead because the big boys always still get to the final but the reason why they're still getting there because the bottom boys just don't care about it anymore Burnley you're shocking getting beaten yesterday in with a, a, a second side when you have a chance of a trophy you're in the league cop onto yourself Sean Dyche and all these I, I'm, I'm sick of the lower league lads or the lower half of the league taking the piss out of that trophy when mm. it's wide open for them mm. yeah um, but it's also because like, I'm telling you now all them Wigan fans are living off the FA Cup they couldn't care less what league they're in now they're chuffed with that trophy I don't want they don't want like don't get me wrong but they want to be in the Premier League you better yeah. but they'd rather be what, think, they'd think, rather have the FA Cup in the locker I think he's always done that though I, I know but that's that's not good enough yeah, if I was a Burnley fan I'd be pissed Everton, off at Everton that if you were a Burnley game. fan and you were finishing in the top half of the league you wouldn't give a flying fiddle about the league yeah cup. but why can't you do both with the league cup like the league cup there's a couple of games at the start it. of the season huh there's not a squad for it. I, d- I just don't get the whole completely change the whole squad completely change everything change the whole 11 and well who cares mm-hmm. I, I as a fan would be pissed off me you would regardless like because like every fan, you'd love a trophy, you'd love a cup run, and does you'd he get bored the, after two or three Does he look at the League season. Cup as, it's too early in the season for us to be going for something like that. If you're going to go for that, and go for the FA Cup. Possibly, but they, 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 they play with fire in the first three, few rounds of that as well. Mm. Most, most teams in the, in, the, in the Premier League now play with fire in the third or fourth round, and then when they get into fit right, we'll take it serious. Yeah. You know, yeah. most of the time. So it's. Well, I just said, the likes of Everton had a full team out. West Ham, I think, had a full team out. There is teams that are taking but it that serious. Could, but that could be down to a bit of pre season and it's, it's a new team and they need to gel. So mm. I'm, not, I'm not taking away. And I'm delighted that that's happening. But I hate the relegation potentially threat ones who just don't bother risking it. I think, it you, I think in Everton's fairness, like from Everton's point of view, at this stage with the money they're investing, yeah. I think they're, they they, they're, they're going to get yeah. some silverware. Yeah, they have, they have been consistent. They've probably been mm. the most. By the top four teams, they've been the most consistent team in the league for the last five yeah. years. They're constantly yeah. between 8th and 11th. Plus, yeah. they've a bit more Every quantity, so even if they've made a few changes, which they did, now they only made a couple of changes. Like, Moise Keane is still an ex-Juve player and is still up and coming, so he came in and a few others. So it's still a very, very three-quarters of what they played at the weekend. Um, but yeah it, ju- it just bothers me watching it every year I've no interest in it but on the flip side for the likes of Sunderland and teams like that yeah. it's huge yeah. it's huge well it is now it's, absolutely it's huge for them to get absolutely th- it's a money earner like mm-hmm. instead if it was I know we keep saying Burry but if, if it was let's say Lincoln were mm. playing Everton that's a huge money spinner for them you 100%. know Rochdale have got Man United and Everton are game. giving them value for money by playing their strongest yeah. squad instead of coming down with the reserves yeah. but Rochdale you know? are playing United they'll get about a million course oh, that game that's huge for them so and it's great for the lower leg teams because they might pull off the odd shocker too yeah. like, and, and, yeah. and do it look um, yeah. who went on the run last year um till they met city geez they hammered them newport no who was it they hammered them oh, in the quarterfinals yeah. man city 
Was Burton, it Albion? Bur- was it Burton? Yeah, Burton. Burton, yes. That was semi-finals, wasn't it? Yeah, or was it semis? I think or it was semis. No. I think are they, they, are they the back semis. over two legs? The semis? Yes, yeah, yeah. Was, And they hammered them. God love them. Yeah. Um, Put eight or nine past yeah, them in the first In the home leg. But credit where credit's due, and that was massive for them. But that could have been Burnley. Yeah. Or get, and they'd be going, what's the point in doing? We'll get beaten by City or Liverpool. Well, then, what, what, what are you doing in the Premier League then yeah. if you don't want to beat, play them in the cup? Just, it just bothers me when 10 down make wholesale change. Not them all, but I hate when they start doing that. Wouldn't it be better if they wanted to make the Champions League a 48-team competition that you went grand, but it's not a league, it's a knockout from the start? Uh, it'll yes. never go back to that they won't go that because they want to have of course they don't they, and, and they don't that would make it interesting it would make round. it interesting what yeah. definitely doesn't make it interesting is the two group stages they've done that the first group stage was a bore the second group stage took. it felt like it took even longer it did, and it yeah. was a bore and then you're into knockouts it, it's just too much and yeah. if they bring it it's a bit like the World Cup where they I'm were a trying little to bit get worried because a lot of the cl- there's a couple of the big clubs back in this now but they the, do you know who's pushing it? Juventus. The English teams don't want it. The uh, yeah, ta- but Italian there's a couple of big it. clubs pushing it. There's a couple Europe of big clubs with big massive boys. wages that yeah. are pushing it. The rest of it, like, I don't think any the English clubs, clubs are pushing it. The English it. club, the Spanish clubs don't want it's it. too much football. Yeah. The Italians do. They want, because their, their revenue is behind everyone else. Uh, so they yeah, want yeah. to push it. The top six, might have been all top six, or might be four of the top six sent in the letter. All the fans groups have sent in the letter to UEFA and said, listen, will you just cop on yeah. and have a think about what you're doing? Make sure the stadiums are minimum. 60,000 for the Europa yeah. 75 for the Champions League will you start putting them in more realistic places Baku was a disaster oh, for us Arsenal yeah, and Chelsea yeah. fans will you start giving say 70% more allocation 80% allocation to fans and only 20 to corporate Yeah. Um, and will you just kind of do deals with the cities to kind of make hotels a bit more reasonable because they're just literally just fleecing them blind before, um, and before, rightly so before you go after who do you think is going to win it uh, realistically who do you think the team is there is, is going to win that well you'd have to put Liverpool in the top two or three purely because of their group draw I'm um, going to go with City I'm going to go with an outsider uh, not an outsider. have you got it now? there's no real outsider I was going to say outsider it's Slavia Prague or something but <laughs> it's not really no an outsider but what I'm saying is it's not City it's not Liverpool I just have a feeling that Atletico Madrid could do something this year they've threatened a few times they've, they've bought well this year and it has to click at some stage Simone is sticking there and they've started well so I just have a little feeling they mm. might Shana, uh, but as a Liverpool fan I just want to say it doesn't have to click it doesn't have to click. No, no. Because no. you can click. spend loads of money and you can try and you can hope for years and years and it just doesn't happen. I don't think it's going to happen for them. <laughs> yeah, and not the easiest to group either. They've got Juve. Leverkusen could be a bit of a turn aside for them two teams and that's where they could drop points. But deep down, yeah, the seed one and seed two will probably go through in every single group. Yeah. Unless Inter are a little bit better than what we think. I'm not that Dortmund are a good side. So. Oh. Although Zenit... How the hell did they get a top seed? Because they've got lots of money. Yeah, it's okay. the same way. Why did it end up in Baku last year? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, true. The Azerbaijan gas company is but the biggest sponsor of the, the Champions game League across the world, isn't it? No, it is. If they want to give fooled. you <laughs> 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 the bastards. Anyway, uh, just I want to mention five players from the Irish under twenty-one squad. Yeah, and they are Aaron Connolly, Adam Eda. John Nafalabi, Michael Obafemi, and Troy Parra. That's our forward line in our under-21 squad. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'll be just, just one of them. It's five at just the back. Just one of them five comes good. Front. <laughs> but, jeez, how juicy is that? It is. And 
Like, if you got two out of that into the senior squad, super. But hopefully one comes to the far minimum. I, I put up a post there earlier on. Someone asked, you know, said something about the some player should have been put in. I said, listen, I said, I, I personally... It's senior squad. Yeah, senior squad. Because the senior squad was put out. And I personally think Troy Parrott is worth, and you said it before, he's worth that look in. And then someone replied to me saying, well, you know, don't be talking nonsense. Uh, he hasn't played any game time. He played a game and a half in pre-season. Uh, As every media outlet says. It's, yeah. it, that's just stupid. Uh, you, have to be playing, you have to be playing games. Which Mick McCarthy says, that's his criteria, that's fine. But... They asked me, well, listen, who could he could possibly uh, be in there instead of? There's no one. And then I just said, Scott Hogan, I rest yeah. my case. Surely, take a chance. Yeah. There has to be a chance. Scott, the squad. Scott Hogan's not about. doing anything. Yeah. He hasn't performed well when he's been with Ireland. Give someone a chance. That's what, the, as you said before, the English teams, are, uh, the English mm. national team has done, Northern Ireland, Scotland. Wales certainly Wales, doing. Wales. Ben Woodbourne is what, yeah. playing League One football now, but he still makes the squads and still grabs a couple of goals. Yeah. So it, it's a little bit disappointing in that regard, but when you look at that, them players coming through. Best of luck, Stephen Kenny, trying to put two of them in out of five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? And obviously, Parra can play in behind. Because so. Conley and Obafemi played in the League Cup this week and both scored. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be very, week. very interesting. And, and, of course, and of course, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the penalty shootout? Yeah, unbelievable. Oh, Saved all three Forest Game penalties, and he's obviously in the senior squad now. He's made it. And Asmir Begovic is on the hunt for a club because a guy is Adamson or Abramson is number one at the minute. He's only 21 year old. Yeah. So that could be a right straight shootout between him and Travers for that spot. And you could see Travers playing regular for Bournemouth this year potentially I think he had a hand injury over the, the that's why the he summer, missed out and that's he, why he, he could out. have been starting and yeah. hopefully he'll get he, he might it might be a straight shooter but that'll be a, but things a are watch going, this space things are going well for him because he's in the when he's been in on the pitch he's been in the headlines you know last year when he when he was playing he was on match of the day man of the match you know he was in the headlines last yeah. night in the headlines so yeah. if he keeps doing that ah, super and they were singing his name on the I think so. it's a similar thing to what you're seeing with the rugby team. You, you kind of get afraid, or I get, always get afraid as a supporter, when you start to see players who get that kind of aura of they're undroppable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're kind of go, what's wrong with taking a punt on somebody? Mm. You know what I mean? At some point, you're going to go, look, what's the point in losing with the same lads yeah. again? As opposed to yeah. we just give them a bash and then see. You know what I mean? I'm sure if Troy Parrott got a shot at it, it's not going to destroy his confidence. Just somebody if, raw, if they, if full they, of enthusiasm. Yeah, and just have a go at it. But you the, know, the, it, the game, yeah. can, and it gives us as a supporter something to something kind of, to, yeah, yeah. just give me a little bit of hope, something to grasp. The only other side you can look at, and, and in fairness, no, we're not having a go at Mick McCarthy, right? because he's picking the squad, mm. he has to do a job, he has a short amount of time, he has to qualify, that's what he's looking to do. He's yeah. gone one way or the other. So he's picking who he thinks is going to get him there. Yeah. So that's fair enough. But look further than that, obviously... Kenny's going to come in. You're hoping that they do enough. It'll be now a little different, yeah. and it'd be a little bit different. You'd expect one or two of them to be in his fourth squad. Yeah, not necessarily that, but just Elvis yeah. Hall's squad or the under twenty ones. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton's pain the ears, isn't he? Yep. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, unbelievably. I'm just going to hammer the final nail into that. Why he's a pain the ears? As he's launched his first international plant-based burger chain. Plant what? Plant-based burger chain. He what's, is a plant. What's what's basically vegan burgers. It's called Neat Burger. They're not burgers. Yeah. So it's uh, opening up in London on the 2nd of September and he hopes to have 14 over the next two years open. Uh, how's how's that non-alcoholic pub in town going? Oh, the Virgin Mary? Yeah. 
Uh, I bet you it's jammed. I'd say it's how right. long it'll be jammed for? Yeah. I don't know. I know. I, I'd say I'd say that's gonna do all right. Do you think? Like, yeah, yeah. See, the thing is, like all of that sort of stuff is coming around. It's just the fact that if I knew Lewis Hamilton had anything to do with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if he brought out a pub, it would probably drive me to sobriety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. see what you did there. Nice. Nice. <laughs> okay, okay. And do you want do you want to mention him? Big Verge. Oh yeah, UEFA Player of the Year. Um, him and Lucy Bronze won the female version. Yeah, it's 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 nice that it's a defender because you know it's it's obviously the Ronaldo Messi show for the last ten or fifteen years, bar one or two little breaks. And he's won, um, and he's won something. He's done a great job. Uh, he settled the ship at Liverpool without a shadow of a doubt and he's mm. kind of brought and he's brought the best out of others around him that yeah. you wouldn't have Joe Matip all of a sudden you're kind of like why is he in the team yeah, yeah. make sure he's no, in definitely. because he, he needs a mate and you, you wouldn't have said something like that a year a year or two ago you know yeah. and um, yeah ah, look I'm not going to bang on about it yeah he, he, the fact that he was nominated early on in the top three I had a feeling they were going to give it to him uh, yeah, I, think I think they're trying to break away from let's I think they also, I think he the also have to take on when you're looking at him playing there's very few centre forwards are better than him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was it Sterling oh, he, in the Champions League? Apparently, got for the first time on uh, Sunday. Pepe apparently bet him for the first time. He was did the first they not player. say? Did Sterling not get it in the? Oh, maybe he did. Oh, the in charity the shield, charity, possibly. I think that was the. the but they were the claiming f- Pepe did it as well. There, first time in God knows how long, yeah. over a year, that someone had dribbled past them. Because any other time you see it, I'm he literally, he's I, just too I, fast. And I'd love strong. to look back over all those games and see yeah. what one was. Oh, well, he didn't actually technically pass them there. Or, yeah. you know, I say there was a few of them. I do, do think the papers kind of build these things up to try. Wow. It's, a st- it's a style, though, as well. Well, he has once been or twice, uh, like Neville, oh, I have to disagree on this. Oh, look, he's even making Van Dijk be weary of his pace. But he wasn't. He does it yeah. all the time. He slows down and says, you decide. Yeah. And they descend, They tend to go backwards and sideways. Mm. He does it all the time. He gets over, slows down, and stands there in front and go, right, go for it. Mm. And then they usually go backwards and sideways. And boy, Neville just got a bit excited because he'd done one great move, Pepe, and then straight away he's, oh, look at him, even Van Dijk is thinking about not going in. And you're like, all right, calm down. Yeah. yeah. Calm down, calm down. But uh, it is what it is. Just to finish off, I'm at a sports lunch tomorrow, charity sports lunch with the Irish Grocers Benevolent Fund. And it's Paul O'Connell, Jason McAteer, and Paula Radcliffe. Wow. Mm. There's, there's Does anyone any question for Paula? <laughs> no, that's right. not we related. Oh, no, hands down. What you need to do is ask Jason McAteer to ask Paula Radcliffe. <laughs> He'll have no other question, wouldn't he? That's it. I just want to see Trigger because I guarantee he's got worse stories about doing things like that than she has. I still, I always still love a story about the Norway game and the World Cup in USA '94. National anthems are on. It was the Norwegian anthem oh, at the yeah, time, yeah. and Townsend starts. But pass it on, you know, blah blah blah. Pass it on, pass it on. He's like, oh, here we go, encouraging words, you know, keep it tight. First twenty minutes, let's go, lads. John Sheridan whispers into him. One block over, sixth row, Norwegian board fighting helmet, massive wreck. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, all right, okay. pass it on, Grant. Who's beside him, right? <laughs> so he says, what you say to him? I just told him keep it tight, you know, no messing first twenty minutes. <laughs> Of which he has many more. What was his other one with the pizza? Oh, do you want me to cut it in slice of four? Slice A. I'm not hungry, just slice of four. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's what I have tomorrow. Um, obviously, plenty over the weekend. Rory's in Switzerland with his sponsors, Omega. He's, he's had a half-decent start. Uh, and, of course, the drive for five. We never brought it up, but 
hopefully Dublin do the job. Yeah, they will. Might be a year too early, as a lot of people are saying, or too too early for this Kerry squad. They're a solid side. They're probably the best team to put it up to them. If they're they're they are probably the only team yeah. who actually would truly believe they have a chance. Yeah. 100%. You know, and the league win would make a difference. Now, I know Dublin wouldn't yeah. have their full side, but it was very much a bit like England. They needed to lay a marker Call down. Oh, Dublin by six or seven. Yeah, I was going to say seven. Yeah. Uh, five. <laughs> they just have that... In a row. They just have that other gear, don't they? That no other club, uh, no other county have. But that's it. Just even looking at them there, is it, they've spent so long relying on the bench to really put teams away. They haven't even had to use the bench this year. No. It's like teams are done and dusted. Yeah, very strong. You know what I mean? By half time. Anyway, good luck to Dublin. Have a good weekend and we'll see you next week. Good luck.